Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, we roll along, Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Our guests on the Goodyear Hotline buster along a little earlier today, all through the baseball trade deadline stuff. Plenty of that. I'm still in a bad mood about getting the trivia question wrong. Meanwhile, there's a lot of mosquito conversation going on here. But there's one thing I want to mention quickly before we hear from two of the most famous people in sports saying things, both of which took me a little bit aback. I'll play you two different, incredibly famous people in sports saying things, both of which took me a little by surprise. But Bubba, I want you to adjudicate a little dispute between my man Hembo and me. Okay, and, and Bubba, many people may not know this, uh, but before his career here in broadcasting, uh, Bubba actually had a long and successful tenure as a judge. Uh, he was on the bench in, in state court in Connecticut for a very long time and actually at one point was being considered uh, for a federal position and, um, and, and, but chose you know, to pursue his passion for radio production instead. But anyway, so when it comes to adjudicating matters such as these, you're extraordinarily, uh, extraordinarily gifted. So anyway, I'm trying to reach a small business. It doesn't make any difference what this business is. It happens to be a Pilates studio, for the record, and I'll tell you why. Because, you know, I play a lot of golf and all that stuff, and I'm trying to stay in shape and work out and all that kind of stuff. And I'm getting to an age now where I get a lot of creaks. I mean, I, I find, <laughs> I've tweaked my back twice this year and whatever it is, and I do not want to get hurt. And everyone, everyone says to me, you got to do Pilates. you got to do Pilates. Okay. So I went and I took a Pilates class with Stace, and I did enjoy it, but I'm positive I did half of it wrong. Have you, have you ever done a Pilates class? I've not. Okay. I hadn't either. I, I liked it, and I got something out of it, but I'm positive I was doing half of it wrong. So people said to me, you got to take one or two privates so that you sort of know what you're doing, and then you can go back to taking the classes. All good. So I'm calling this place, trying to book this. They will not answer the phone. How many times have you called? So looking at my, at my phone right now, I'm going to my, 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 my made calls in the last, in the, since going back to, to 10.54. So in the last nine minutes, I called them six times <laughs> in the middle of the day. It's the middle of the day and no one answers the phone. Now, Hembo tells me. This is not a big deal. That this all this is something that should only be done online. A hundred percent. These places shouldn't even bother having a phone because everything is done online now. I don't want to talk to someone on the phone. I'll, all I want to do is go to their website, put in what time I'm going in with whatever instructor they assigned me to, and that be that. I'm not talking to a person here or for you know at a, at a restaurant. If I want to order some food, I'm going to put it in online. See, you I just ordered us food. I called. Yes, I, they, they have a website. So, I called. So silly. I, my wife and I will only put an, um, an order in to, you know, for pickup or for delivery if they offer the online order. So you and I are 20 years apart in age or thereabouts. Mm-hmm. And so with, with that in mind, Bubba, who's right here? Do you believe you need to speak to a person if there's something in particular you want, or are you fully comfortable doing it online? 
Uh, I mean, I don't know if you need to speak to a person. I guess I don't know if there's a person who's right or wrong here, but there's certainly nothing wrong with wanting to talk to someone on the phone. I want to talk to someone on the yeah, phone. I, don't, I mean, I, I think the issue is pro- – I, I don't know. There's a couple of things that could be happening. Either it's a – you know, they're taking a really long lunch break, which is uh, possible. <laughs> at at, at 10.50 in the morning? Yeah, you know, or <laughs> it's a very small situation, very small business. I've been there. they got people. There's people there. I was in this so, place. So they you've have been people. inside. Okay. They never answer the phone. They never answer see, it. See, they have a phone and don't answer it. I'm with them, not you. This, and this is very inconsistent with your logic. You, don't, you, you, want, you want to get rid of the human element. Right now, you're, you're living in the human element, and this is why you're so frustrated. Go online, submit your time that you want to go in, and it be like... You know what your problem is? What? When you and your wife are ordering this food, mm-hmm. how strictly do you pay... How strictly do you stick to the menu? Uh, we, we adhere to whatever they offer. Okay. Now we have discovered the difference. I'm married to a woman who considers the menu to be a suggestion. <laughs> okay? Everything is on the side... We're changing the dressing, we're changing the sauce, we're changing the vegetable, we're changing the this, we're changing the that. No, I have never. I've been married to this woman for almost 24 years. She has never once ordered anything as it comes. Not once. (laughs) Not one time. In fact, when the waiter gets to her, I usually will just say, okay, well, here we go. This will be fun. Put your feet up. And and, and if they get to me like within five minutes, I consider it a win. Because we got a lot of very specific stuff okay, going on but here. Do you have any and there's nothing wrong with that. But you can't, there's no nuance that you can do on the website there that enables you to say, well, go light on this and heavy on this. Well, do they have this on that? Uh, you need, I have questions. But, okay, fine. I'll even grant you that. What specific request do you have from the Pilates instructor? Well... I have things I want to talk about, I know, <laughs> but I will just feel better about the entire thing if I'm speaking to a human being. Delete, get rid of the human element. You say it all the time. Apply it for the rest of your life. No. To I, the that, rest of your life. That is with instant replay, not with my <laughs> soon-to-be Pilates instruction. All right, Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle auto, home, or motorcycle insurance. Visit Progressive.com. I'm sorry, what? what, what? I'm sorry, what? what? I'm sorry, What? I'm sorry, what? Two things that incredibly famous people in sports said that took me a little bit aback. The first of them is Tom Brady. They did a Sirius XM town hall with Jim Gray. And Jim Gray asked him, you know, Brady had those famous quotes about, well, you know, I looked at the teams that passed on me and I said, really, you're going to stick with that, you know, mother bleep, you know, that, that, that kind of thing. That, those quotes got a lot of attention. And Jim Gray asked him, are you willing to name the team? And Brady didn't name the team, but boy, he said a mouthful. Listen to this. Teams know who, the, who were probably interested in. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I mean, everyone's got a choice to choose. You know, I think what you realize is that there's not as many smart people as you think. You know, it's just the reality. I think it's some, it'd be a no-brainer if you said, you know, hey, you got a chance to get uh, Wayne Gretzky on your team or you get a chance at Michael Jordan on your team. Oh, we don't need him. You know, no thanks. We're, we're good. You know, I, my mind, I'm kind of thinking, okay, well, let me go, let me go show those teams, what they're missing. And at the same time, let me go prove to the team that did bet on me and the team that really showed that they really wanted me and committed to me that I'm not going to let them down. There's so much in those 34 seconds that Tom Brady just spoke to unpack. I find every part of it fascinating. The headline here is Brady puts himself in a category with Michael Jordan and Wayne Gretzky, which is only a headline because it's not something I, I think I've ever heard him do. You know, the Patriot way is not that way. Michael Jordan, when he was 25 years old, would have put himself in that category. So I'm not, not only am I not critical of it, 
But, you know, in the journalism business, they teach you truth is the absolute defense. He is obviously 100% right. That is the company Brady keeps. He does not keep the company of other great NFL quarterbacks. He has easily surpassed any of them. So when you talk about comparable careers to Tom Brady's in the history of American sports, that's who you're talking about. Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, the 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 elitist of the elite, the greatest of the great of all time. So to hear him say that of himself, I thought was fascinating. But then the more I thought about it, I thought that really is interesting to me. There is a part of Tom Brady that I think has accomplished what he's accomplished because 198 players were drafted ahead of him in the 2000 draft, and he has always worn that chip on his shoulder. Well, how do you keep that chip on your shoulder through six Super Bowls and all of the adulation and all the success and all of the fame and all of the adoration and all of everything else that he has been? Well, here's how you do it. You get to be 42 years old. You become a free agent. Every team in the NFL could have you if they want you, and almost none of them do. Almost none of them do. And if you listen to Brady in that soundbite, it makes him furious. He is mad and he is sticking it up there. You know what? And he is delighting in it. And that, I think, is why he f- looks like a guy who's got a new lease on life. He got, it's not just, I think, getting away from Bill and everything. That I think that is a factor. A fresh start, all of that, sort of a breath of fresh air that is the way Bruce Arians runs things. I, I think all those things are a factor. But I think another really big factor is he got a whole new level of motivation. He got a whole new reason to think the world doubted him. Because when push came to shove, they did. When push came to shove, his fraternity, his brethren, the people in his sport decided they were better off without him in a lot of places. When in reality, only about five of those really made sense. So Brady was mad and is mad, and he rem- and that is why I think you look at him, you look at the autonomy he has, the relationships he has, how how good he has it down there. The Jeremy Fowler, no, no, sorry, um, uh, uh, Darlington. Jeff Darlington told us that Brady likes to tell everybody when they play a one o'clock game in Tampa, he's in his home pool by four thirty in the afternoon, like he's got it wired right now, and that is why I think it is very reasonable to believe he's not that close to done. One more year? Oh, yeah. Two more years? I wouldn't be surprised if it goes beyond that. So that was the first thing that we heard someone say yesterday that really stood out to me. You know, some things have been low on our to-do list. Life insurance can no longer be one of them. If you're like me with a wife and kids, you need to protect them. You need SelectQuote. SelectQuote has been helping families for over 35 years. Get your free quote at SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. Coming up next, you will hear the other thing a very famous person in sports said that took me aback. And then separately, you will hear the most sneaky, genius thing I've ever heard a coach say. Those are on the way. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. 
Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to PrizePicks.com/Greenberg and use code Greenberg for a first deposit match up to $100. That's PrizePicks.com/Greenberg, code Greenberg for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply greenie the podcast all right, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance and our guests on the Goodyear Hotline. So uh, I began the hour by telling you that there were two super famous people in sports who said things that I thought required a good deal of unpacking. We just went through the first of them. That was from Tom Brady. The second is Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones fascinates me. Um, I've always found him to be an extremely interesting person, and he's a brilliant man. I mean, an absolutely brilliant man. The first time I ever encountered Jerry Jones, the first Super Bowl that his Cowboys teams made it to was the first Super Bowl I ever covered. So it was the Super Bowl that capped the 92 season. It was played at the beginning of 1993 in the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. And the radio station I was working for in Chicago sent me out there to cover it. And I was a kid. I didn't. I had no idea what I was doing. I'm walking around with a tape recorder trying to figure out where the media center is, where this is, where that is. And Jerry Jones walks by me, like in a hotel lobby. This gives you an indication of just how different everything was. There was no radio row. So to be clear, like our talk shows didn't go to that. No one's talk shows. There was no such thing as radio row at the Super Bowl then. There was just a bunch of us reporters kind of milling around. And I'm trying to figure out where I can go get my credential as I'm arriving in the hotel. And Jerry Jones is walking down the hallway right at me. And I just stopped him and I said, Mr. Jones, I'm Mike Greenberg from this radio station in Chicago and blah, blah, blah. And we'd, we'd love to have you on sometime. And he said, here's my number. <laughs> and he gives me his number and he comes on the talk show. Like I call up the producer. I don't even have a cell phone. This was pre-cell phone. I'm running to a pay phone to call this in. And I said, I got a number for you on Jerry Jones. Call this number. They call. They arrange it with some assistant. And he came on the talk show. So that's, that's not relevant to anything except that it just is a, an indication of how long he's been around, like how long he's been ridiculously famous. I was 25 years old when that encounter took place. 
And then Mike and I, they invited us to come to his offices when the Super Bowl, no. Yes, it was. It was when the Super Bowl was in Dallas. Um, they allowed us to come there. Was it when the Super Bowl? Well, I forget. We were in, in Dallas for a reason. And they allowed us to come and, and we came to his office and we sat down and did a lengthy interview with him for, for Mike and Mike. And he's just a fascinating dude. Anyway, one way or the other, he's 78, almost 79 years old. And yesterday, as his team opened training camp, he's there with them in Oxnard, California. And listen to him become emotional as he describes how badly he wants to win and how much this team means to him. I'd do anything known to man to get in a Super Bowl. That's a fact. I think we've got a way to make it work big for this season. I feel uh, as driven uh, as uh, I was when we first bought the team. And I could probably be anywhere in the world I want to be right now. I want to be here uh, with our team. In case you're wondering, did he choke up? He very much chokes up saying that. And he could be anywhere in the world. That's a man who could be on a yacht in the middle of the Mediterranean. He could be literally anywhere he wants. He's worth $5 billion. But there he is in Oxnard, California, you know, sweating and, and, and out there with his team. And the one thing you can never question about him is how much he loves the Dallas Cowboys and how much he loves football and how much he has always wanted to be a part of it and to be around it and, and, and to be it. And he was talking yesterday about something I hear him very rarely address, and that is, you know, the fiasco that was the Jimmy Johnson thing. And he talked about it with, with, in the tone of regret. You know, and I suppose there comes a stage you will reach in your life where you start thinking about your regrets. And Frank Sinatra legendarily saying, regrets, I've had a few, but then again, too few to mention. Most people have enough to mention. And he has that one very public one. How different might everything have been if Jimmy had stayed? Water well under the bridge. But I just thought it was really interesting to hear Jerry talk that way. A man, his position in life and and the stage of life that he's in, I found that fascinating. I don't have any insight to add to it. I'm about the age now that he was when I met him that first time. Um, So I, I, as much as I like to pick on the Cowboys, because it's easy to do, because everybody loves them so much, there is a part of me that would like to see something good happen to them for him. I do, I do find myself rooting for him. I, I, I honestly do. I, I, I hope that they win a lot of games this year. If they, if, let's put it this way. If they were to win the Super Bowl this year, which I by no means expect, if they were to win the Super Bowl this year, I'd feel good for him. I really would. I would feel good for him. And, and hearing how much it matters to him as he talked about that yesterday, I, I don't know about you, but that kind of moved something inside of me at least a little bit uh, this is greeny and i'm brought to you in part by samsung galaxy reddit user jaw 1073 says you got to look yourself in the mirror and ask am i ready for this life you won't be able to go back to mediocre after this are you ready for this life find out at samsung.com slash reserve meanwhile one more quick thing mine is that sort of rare genius that will not be fully appreciated until long after, after its time, time. A genius, you said? Your genius. He's genius, eh? We're not going to appreciate your brilliance until you're gone. Brilliant. That's correct. Thank you, Sir Charles. I- I've said it many times. Mine is that rare genius that will not be fully appreciated until long after my time. But I am also one who can recognize genius in others. And if, did you see what Nick Saban said on Tuesday? This is the most sneaky genius thing I've ever heard. 
So they have this super high-profile new quarterback, Bryce Young, is going to be their quarterback, right? They've had a bunch of good quarterbacks there over the years. Mac Jones, first-round pick. Tua, first-round pick. Jalen, second-round pick. They've had a bunch of quarterbacks. This guy's by far the highest touted. He's the highest-rated player they've had in the, you know, the rankings. So he's speaking to a group on Tuesday, and he's talking about the new name, image, and likeness and the player's ability to make money. And he says his quarterback, Bryce Young, is online to make, quote, ungodly numbers, said the total compensation is almost seven figures, and then said, and it's like the guy hasn't even played yet. It's because of our brand. That is so genius. That is so sneaking that in there. What is that? That is a message to every high school stud in America. Our brand will be worth a million dollars to you even before you set foot on the field for us. That is just sneaky genius. That's the way to use the media. You want to know how to use the media? When you get asked a question, answer it in such a way that it benefits you no end. And you know what? The reality is their brand is the most powerful one in that sport right now. And it has always been as far as attracting recruits because he can look them in the eye and say, I put my players in the league. Now he has an even bigger advantage. Now he can look them in the eye and say, my quarterback got paid a million dollars before he set foot on the field. So if you think this run of dominance for Nick Saban is almost over, I got news for you. He's just getting started. I know Nick well enough to know he's not anywhere near retiring. If his health holds up, which, God willing, there's every reason to think it will, I think he's got 10 more years in him coaching. And I will put the over-under on him winning more championships at five and a half. That is, that is absurd. Hemel, five and a half more Five and a half, correct. Oh, I'm pounding the under. He's uh, 69 years old. He's going to coach another 10 years. He wins every other year. He wins every other year. And I, I think I think it's going. To, he is going to win more, not less, going forward. By the, by the time his his he's eighty years old, the SEC will have thirty teams, and they'll be the thirty best teams in the country. Right, and they'll all be looking up at Nick Saban <laughs> in the standings. All right, uh, this is Greeny with you. If you miss anything on the program, remember we stream every single day on ESPN Plus. You can watch anytime you want. We're also a podcast. It's called Hashtag Greeny. They take both hours of the show, post them daily as a podcast. It's available wherever you listen to your podcast. We save the best for last. Who you got is next on ESPN Radio. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Greeny, the podcast. All right, I am Greeny with you coming you live from the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Who you got is right around the corner here 
And we have a little bit of a syntax discrepancy that we have to clear up before we get to that mm. as we discuss California almonds. So country versus country, you versus the home printer. No matter the competition, you need natural fuel. And almonds are exactly that fuel for the best you. Almonds are natural, energy-packed, stay-on-task, feel-good fuel to power you through. A handful of almonds have six grams of plant-based protein. They're also an excellent source of vitamin E and magnesium. It can't get any easier to fuel good so you can feel good. So whether you're podium topping or printing at home, almonds are natural fuel for the best you. California almonds own your every day, every day. And before I get to who you got with Bubba, what were you telling me, uh, Hembo, that people are suggesting? I have now fielded multiple tweets complaining about the way that you pronounce the word almond. A-L-M-O-N-D. Say it. The L is silent. Say it. Hembo. It's almond. And I'm, I'm going to prove that to you. Are you ready for this? Tell me. Have you spent any time in Southern California in your I've, life? I've not. Okay. Have you been down to Florida in your life? I've been to Florida. Been down to those beaches? Uh-uh. Have you seen the trees yeah. that hang around down there? I have. What kind of trees are those? Palm trees. Palm trees. They're not palm trees. They're palm trees. Like this. No, they're not. No person. What, what part of your hand is that? This is my palm. No, it's not your palm. It is my palm. You've never said palm in your what entire you life about? until right now. No, I, are you kidding? I pronounce things as they're supposed to be it's pronounced. It's a silent M. How, how do you pronounce the word Amish? Amish? How do you pronounce the word almond? Almond. There's an L between the A and the M. This is not this is not even up for debate. Bubba, I need you to referee this thing here. And many may not know this, but prior to his career in radio broadcasting, Bubba was actually an NHL referee. So you know what it's like to uh, referee a squabble and to pull people apart. How do you say the word almond? I say almond. Is that kind of betwixt and between? It's, it's kind of, I think it he might be split in between. The <laughs> but I think, I mean, what he's saying, palm, I mean, I don't know what's going on there. Me neither. Palm? Yes. It's palm a, tree. Palm. It's a palm tree. It's a palm tree. Palm tree. Palm. If it was a palm tree, it would be spelled P-O-M or P-A-M. Now, the, the, the place that I get, a little palm con- tree. I get a little confused is the psalm, right? Like in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I'm reading through psalms at the moment. You're reading through Psalms? Uh, yes, I'm reading through Psalms. Okay, well, that's good for you. But a silent P there, not an L. No, I Psalms. get that. It, you're right, because I would say Psalms. Two silent consonants? I rarely have occasion to use that word, but when <laughs> I do, it is a Psalm. Only when you're asking me about my devotion. But that's the, it. But the palm, mm-hmm. the palm of your hand, palm tree, that, that's just no, you don't, an almond, you don't pronounce the L. It's an almond. I have them every day. Let the record show. I love almonds. I have them in my office. I eat them with my yogurt literally every single morning. Does that make you more qualified to pronounce it than me? Yes, I think it does. How? Just because it does. Oh, okay. Because, as I've told my kids many times, I said so. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get to who you got. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right. I'll say it. Who you got? All right, the former NHL referee Bubba is back with us here, and he will present to us a series of binary binary propositions, and we will choose who I've got, and by we I mean me. And here he is, Bubba again. Hello, Bubba. We're back. Hello, hello, Bubba. Who had his traditional Wednesday off yesterday? He loves the midweek off day. <laughs> Big Revolutionizing it. it. He is. He's, he started the TWT. Took three days off. Took the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And people loved it. It's like a sort of a. a, a a little bit of a quiet genius involved in that. And um, I said it yesterday. I've come to know you, Bubba, to know that you are working three steps ahead of everybody else. Yep. So if the Wednesday off is something you're doing now, five years from now, we will all be doing it. Absolutely. That said, uh, let's get this thing started. Who you got is brought to you by Granger. Let's start with the big news from yesterday. Texas and Oklahoma reportedly maybe 
going to the SEC. So two questions for you here. Good idea or bad idea for them? Who you got? It's an excellent idea for them. They wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't a good idea for them, or at least it's an excellent idea as judged by the only thing that they're taking into account in the decision, and that is money. It will be a financial windfall for them. It will. All, it is a win-win. They will bring a ton of money with them into the SEC. The SEC brings a ton of money to the table on its own. So is this good for college football in some sort of larger way? I'm going to need to spend a lot more time and hear a lot more people who understand it well explain to me all the ramifications. But it's good for them to the extent that they're doing this for financial reasons and it'll be a fortune. So what is next? Yeah, the second question is what you're talking about now is, is this good or bad for the overall college football? I, I don't know. My inclination is to say it's, it's the whole thing is moving towards becoming exactly like a professional sports league. So if you're watching Get Up, in our, at the end of our first hour today, Heather Dinich and Paul Feinbaum were on, and they were describing all the ways this will probably go. And generally, we are looking at a situation where in the next four years, there will be four or maybe even three Super conferences, like all these big football programs will just be in possibly as few as three uh, conferences. The ACC will survive and they will move heaven and earth to try and get Notre Dame into it. The Big Ten will survive and they'll snatch up some of these like logically situated uh, programs in the in the in the Midwest uh, when the Big 12 dissolves. The SEC obviously will thrive. The question is, does the Pac-12 survive? Does the Pac-12 continue, or do those schools kind of get sucked up into all the rest of these, some huge super conference? Uh, and Heather and Paul don't know the answer to that, and I think a lot of things will have to be determined before we know. There's just so many schools in the two westernmost time zones. There, there has to be somewhere for a USC to land, no? No, they will land. The point is they'll land somewhere else. But are there volleyball players traveling to Kansas to do a Tuesday well, game? That, I, I don't know. I mean, that's, it's, that's right. It, it doesn't matter. The answer to your question is it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. They'll figure all that stuff out because at the end of the day, they're not making any of these decisions based upon what is good for the volleyball players or the swimmers or the tennis players or the runners or, or anybody besides the football players and maybe the basketball players a little. And it's just that simple. That. That just is what it is. I, I, there's no point in, in screaming that it's bad because it just is, and you're wasting your breath. Uh, it's Greeny with Who You Got. Bubba, what's next? All right, in the NFL, the Steelers, they reported a training camp yesterday. Big Ben looking for a bounce-back season. How far do you think Pittsburgh can go this year? Who you got? I would say reports of their demise have been greatly exaggerated. You have an elite coach. You have an elite defense. You have an aging quarterback who knows how to win. You have an offensive line that can't get worse. You have a good receiving core, and you have an outstanding rookie running back. Um, and they told you with their actions that they think they're going to win now. They, you don't bring back a 39-year-old quarterback and draft a runner in the first round if you're rebuilding. They're not doing anything of the kind. The Steelers are being overlooked by everyone, and I, I bet you Mike Tomlin loves it. So in a jam-packed AFC, I don't know that it's going to be easy for them to – be 12 and 5 or anything but I definitively believe the Steelers will make the playoffs this year that's correct the Steelers will make the playoffs this year it's Bubba's who you got what's next as you asked the crew on get up today who you got as the rookie wide receiver who'll have the biggest impact this season that's the easy one uh, and that's Jamar Chase Jamar Chase is being reunited in Cincinnati with his college quarterback Joe Burrow the, the only caveat here is is 
Burrow's knee has to all be good and he's got to be ready to play. Um, but assuming he has, they have great chemistry, and, and I've given you the stat. Jamar Chase is the only receiver in history to average 20 yards per catch for a season and have 20 touchdown catches in that season. His quarterback was Joe Burrow that season, and he, Jamar Chase, was 19 years old when it happened. He's going to be a stud and he is the answer to your question. Bubba, with who you got, what's next? Yeah, and the Bucks won their first title in 50 years, while the other team in Wisconsin hasn't won a Super Bowl since 2010. But who you got winning another championship first, Green Bay or Milwaukee? This might surprise you. I'll take Green Bay. All um, right, all right. I, I think that – I think it's 50-50 on whether Rodgers plays this year. If he does, then – They've got to be one of the five favorites, right? Like, I know that right now I think their odds are the fifth shortest in Vegas, but Mm -hmm. that is because of the uncertainty surrounding Rodgers. Mm -hmm. If we know, when we know for certain that he's coming into play for them, I have to believe they will move behind only Tampa and Kansas City. Does that sound right? Yes, and maybe they'll be in the Buffalo range right there. In the Buffalo range, right. So that feels pretty likely. And, and, and I said this yesterday, Bubba, you weren't here. It breaks my heart to say it because I love the fans in Milwaukee. I love that city. And, and, and I'm delighted for you guys that you won a championship there. But they're not winning again anytime soon. There are like five or six teams that I would put ahead of them next year for sure. LeBron's right. going to get Chris Paul. Um, the Clippers are going to do something. They're going to get their guys back healthy. Uh, the Nets are an overwhelming favorite. The Sixers will make some kind of move. They'll trade out Ben Simmons for somebody really good like Dame Lillard. I don't. I do not think the Bucks are nearly as close to being at the top of the NBA next year as the Packers are in the NFL. Now, the big X factor there is Rodgers. If Rodgers leaves, then all but bets are off, and I, I, I would switch my pick. But I, when push comes to shove, I believe he will play. So my answer is Green Bay Packers. Bubba, what's next? All right, the Olympic opening ceremonies begin tomorrow, and in basketball, Team USA plays France on Sunday. The last time they didn't win gold was 04. Who you got for Team USA's finish in Tokyo this year? Absolutely gold. They will win the gold. Um, I mean, just look at the players. Let's look at the team that they've sent over there. Um, we absolutely should win that competition, and I believe that we will. Now, it's been tough in multiple years. I remember a gold medal game in which Pau and Spain gave the U.S. a really tough time. Was that now eight years ago? Um, I don't believe it'll be easy, but I have to believe that. The, what, is there a, a, a wager on this? Is there a bet to be had on this? I mean, the USA is they're minus 300. They're yeah, odds on by a prohibitive long shot. Favorite. And after yeah. that, it's Australia and then Spain. Like yeah, so... Uh, I don't think it'll be easy, but I absolutely believe that Team USA will win the gold. It is uh, who you got with Bubba here on ESPN Radio. Bubba, what's next? All right, and on this day 225 years ago, the city of Cleveland was established by surveyors of the Connecticut Land Company as they went out to Connecticut's Western Reserve and created townships and a capital city. I actually don't have a question here. I just wanted to say you're welcome to Cleveland. So. <laughs> Cleveland, Bubba, you're welcome for creating you. You are the, the proudest Connecticutian that I know. I, I, I know I'm it's a nutmegger, but thanks. I, I've worked at, at, at ESPN for almost 25 years. I worked in Bristol for almost all of that time, and I've lived in Connecticut for almost all of that time. And I don't know anyone who is more proud of Connecticut than Bubba is. You are, you are Connecticut's favorite son. I mean, who knew Cleveland was established by Connecticut? I will be honest with you. I did not. 225 years ago yesterday, did you say? Today. Oh, sorry. 
Sorry, that was a big day. Oh, that was massive. 225. Yeah, you're welcome, Cleveland. (laughs) Anyways. What's next? 70 years ago yesterday, Robin Williams was born in Chicago, Illinois. He died at the age of 63 in 2014. Mm. Great guy. Who you got as your favorite Robin Williams role? So it could be movies or TV. Obviously, he did it all. Well, I, I am a child of the 70s. So while Robin Williams made a ton of great movies... I love the movie Good Morning Vietnam. I love the morning. Uh, I love the movie Goodwill Hunting. He he won an Oscar. That's, oh, that's yeah. the movie he won the Oscar for. I love the movie. Um, why is it jumping out of my Dead Poet Society, and many others. I was never nearly as big a fan of Mrs. Doubtfire. I remember having that argument with Colin. Colin Cowherd named that went back when he was with us. I think he's named that the funniest movie ever oh. made. I had to. We had to yell at each other about that. <laughs> that's a bit much, but but I would say. <laughs> I, I think I'm remembering that right. Don't quote me. But anyway. Sounds right. I have to say Mork for Mork. I, I, I have to. Yeah, I, classic. I, I, Mork for Mork, which is a character that was created on Happy Days, which was overwhelmingly my favorite TV show. I was the Fonz three consecutive years on Halloween. Um, Mork for Mork was, was a, a cameo on that show on Happy Days and then became the show Mork and Mindy with Pam Dauber. And I loved it. Loved that show. Mork calling Orson. Come in, Orson. You have no idea what I'm saying, do you? No. None. I, I just Googled Mork and Mork. Um, and Mork and Mindy. <laughs> oh, come on. You don't even know the show. You've never Jeez. heard of Mork and Mindy? I've, no. I've, I've heard of Mork and Mindy, but the first thing that you said, I had no, never Mork heard of. from Ork. Yeah, that's what I had not heard. Okay, that's the planet that he was <laughs> okay, from. He's from he was Ork. Come on. He was Get Mork, and he came from a planet called Ork in an egg. Okay. Uh, that's who, uh, am I excused not knowing that? No. I'm not excused for that. You're not excused for anything. You don't even know who's won a Super Bowl. You don't even know how to say the word palm. Um, what is next? Bubba. 38 years ago yesterday, <laughs> the world's lowest temperature in an inhabited location was recorded in, you guessed it, Antarctica. What? And the temperature was minus 128.6 degrees. What? Which is a bit aggressive, but I guess the scientists were a little bundled up in Antarctica. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It was negative 128 degrees? Yeah. 38 years ago yesterday. In a, a human in, being in could not survive in that, right? I mean, like, they were saying there were people there in, in, uh, in Antarctica. What people were there? Scientists, I guess, because they're saying it was inhabited. Well, they could... My goodness. There were would... people there, and you know, scientists. So what's your question? My question to you is... Who you got as the coldest you've ever been? Do you have a specific memory of the <laughs> yes, coldest you've ever been? I do. The coldest I'm I've ever been. I'm guessing it's not minus 128. No. I, the coldest I ever was was when the Super Bowl was in, in, in North Texas. And we did Mike and Mike from Fort Worth, Texas. And oh, yeah, we were I out there that, at yeah. 5 a.m. Yep. And they had the cold snap. It, I believe it was the coldest it yeah, has no, ever been no there. No one would ever guess that, but I remember that. It was the coldest it had ever been there. And uh, we were not in any way prepared for it. Yep, I remember. And, and after the first show, we went to a store and bought out all this stuff. And that was the legendary one where I bought gloves, and the gloves that fit me were ladies' medium. And um, there was someone who just came. To, we had no audience at the show because it was frigid. It was an ice outside. storm, I think, It was right? impossibly yeah. cold. And we're freezing to death. And one guy came and stood in front of our set and just yelled, Ladies medium over and over again at me because those are the gloves I was wearing. Um, and and but we were out there and that's the coldest I've, I can ever remember being. Yeah, I remember that. It was no one was prepared for that week. And it was like the worst that ever happened in Texas. It, it was terrible really timing. Cold. And, and, and we're sitting out. We're sitting outside 
And it was like, you know, we would get there at 4.30 in the morning because the show would start at 5. That, that was the coldest I've, I can ever remember being. You have one more? I got, yeah, one last quick one here because 16 years ago tomorrow, fans in England voted Queen's 1985 Live Aid mm-hmm. concert as the best rock concert ever. So who you got as the best concert you've ever attended? I always give this answer. There's so many that I love, but I saw Pink Floyd in, what year was that? Sometime in the 80s. Uh, It was not the the Wall tour, but it was whatever the subsequent tour was to that. I think 86, I think it was, that I saw them. Something like that. uh, And I saw them at... um, uh, in 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 Long Island, at, at why why is the name jumping out of my head here? Perth Amboy? Uh, no, not Perth Amboy. <laughs> what? The, 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 the arena, the Islanders just closed the Coliseum. down. Coliseum at the Coliseum, Nassau, the Nassau Coliseum. Coliseum. Perth Amboy. I, Perth Amboy. <laughs> I saw Pink Floyd at the Nassau Coliseum, and that was the best concert I ever saw. All right, read All right. the sponsor. I'm going with Bruce Springsteen floor seats, Giant Stadium. When I was in college, go. So that was dirty. a good one. Who you got? Brought to you by Granger <laughs> with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is always there to help. Call clickranger.com or just stop by. Perth Amboy. Perth Amboy. What? Yeah, from Perth Amboy. It's an accent. It's a vibe. It's been a lot of fun today. Thanks for hanging out. See you tomorrow. ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.